Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. What a week of footy this one was. Pretty good with the tipping this week. Copped a 7 out of 8. The only tip I got wrong was the Manly v Parramatta game. That's the only one I got wrong. I tipped Manly. I thought it was going to be an upset. Parramatta getting the win in that one without Mitch Moses. Pretty impressive game, which we'll get to a bit later. I tipped Newcastle as the underdogs over the West Tigers. 14 to 10 was the score. So I got that tip right. So 7 out of 8 this week. Not too bad. If I had Manly, would have been a perfect 8 out of 8. But still an unreal week of tips. Tipping for Big Les. The team of the week this week. Let's read it out for you guys. At fullback, I have Cameron Munster. Really, really good game, which we'll get to in a second. Inari Chuala and Mike Sivo on the wings. I had COC for Talakai and Joseph Manu in the centers. Dylan Brown and Nico Hines in the halves. Regan Campbell-Gillard and Tavita Tatola in the front row. Two really solid front row performances this weekend. I had Damian Cook at nine. A really, really good week for Damian Cook. I've got Wade Graham and Nat Butcher in the back row. Wade Graham was phenomenal the other night for the Cronulla Sharks. And then Nat Butcher, his defense has been solid for weeks. So I had to include him in this team of the week. I had Isaiah Yo at lock. And then on the bench, the full bench from 14 to 22 was James Tedesco, Scott Drinkwater, Latrell Mitchell. Three very close contenders for that fullback spot. I had to give it to Cameron Munster, though. So Tedesco, Drinkwater, and Latrell on the bench. Cam Murray, I thought he was really, really solid for South Sydney. Victor Radley, Jai Arrow, Connor Watson, Matt Burton, and Jake Clifford. I thought Clifford was really good for the Newcastle Knights. So there you go. That is my team of the week for round 21. A really interesting round of footy as well. So let's dive right into it. The first game was the Roosters v the Brisbane Broncos. The scoreline for this one was 34 to 16. Try scorers, Paul Momorowski, Nat Butcher, Angus Crichton, Nat Butcher again, Luke Keary, and Joseph Suwali. And then for the Broncos, Corey Oates got a double, and then Kurt Capewell scoring a try in this one as well. Five from six off the boot for Sam Walker, and then for Adam Reynolds was two from three. Possession was 50-50. The completion rates a little bit higher for the Brisbane Broncos. The Roosters only having a 66% completion rate. So pretty solid win for them considering that. 32 out of 48 sets completed for the Roosters. 36 out of 44 sets completed for the Brisbane Broncos. But it was a really solid game for the Sydney Roosters. Came out firing. They wanted it more at the end of the day. And they really, really grinded out this win. Tedesco, he's just shown us how bloody good he is. I think I think it's fair for me to say that he's the informed player in this comp at the moment. James Tedesco, he's playing some of the best footy I think I've seen him play in his entire career. And that's a big statement considering the career of James Tedesco. But I just think he's just at his peak at the moment. He's really starting to reach his peak and playing some really good footy, running for around 200 to 300 metres per week. Really, really good close to the line kicking game. That really good short range kicking kicking game from James Tedesco has really improved as well. He's just so dangerous and so unpredictable. And the jerky movements, it makes him impossible to tackle. I heard Alex 
swore saying the other week that it was impossible to tackle James Tedesco just because of his strength as well. So he's really starting to get into his element as well. And it's going to be a scary thought come finals time. If the Roosters are in the top eight come finals time, they're going to be a scary thought for every single team in that finals race. But you look at these stats of James Tedesco, 264 meters, 99 post contact meters, 14 tackle busts. What an absolute weapon. Joseph Manu as well. People might say that he wasn't as flamboyant or as exciting. He still ran for 162 meters, 59 post-contact meters, three tackle busts, and had three offloads. Personally, I thought he was one of the better center performances this week. He was unbelievable. Then you think about Joseph Suwali. He's now in talks for playing for Australia in the World Cup as well. It's only his second year of rugby league. It's only his second year of first grade. He's already made origin, or made the origin squad at least, and now he's going to be in discussion for the Australian World Cup kangaroo side. I mean, that is pretty impressive there for Joseph Sawali in his second year of first grade. Not even a be playing for maybe one and a half years now. He's an absolute weapon, an absolute freak of nature. And I can't wait to see him in that Australia squad. I think he's definitely in the squad. If he's in the starting side or not, I'm not sure, but I think he's definitely in the squad and he's definitely in discussion for that starting winger spot because he's an absolute weapon and I think it would be a mistake to leave him out of this side. There's also talks of him playing for Samoa as well. He hasn't made up his mind yet. There was a quote where he stated that he wasn't going to make up his mind until the end of the year, but he'd play for whoever needed him. So I'd love to see him in that Australian jersey. I would love to see him in that Australian jersey. And if he's not... I am going to be shitting myself if we come up against Samoa in that World Cup because he is going to be electric. And then speaking of eligibility... What about Luke Keary, the Irishman? Luke Keary, the Irishman, going to be playing for Ireland in the World Cup. First, we get Victor Radley playing for England. Now we've got Luke Keary playing for Ireland. And I'll tell you what, Luke Keary, he was unreal the other night as well. Luke Keary's really starting to get back into his element, and so is his halves partner, Sam Walker. Sam Walker playing some pretty decent football as well. I think as a halves pairing, they're really starting to click and really starting to gel as well, which is a really good sign for the Roosters moving forward if they're keeping Luke Keary, which I guarantee they will. I think that they're really going to gel, really going to become something dangerous, especially come finals time when they're really starting to get on a roll. I think that the Roosters, as I said, are going to be really, really dangerous if they are in the top eight. So great performance from Sam Walker, great performance from Luke Keary. Speaking about the Brisbane Broncos though, I wasn't too impressed. They looked a lot more unorganized, which is very un-Adam Reynolds. I didn't expect them to look this unorganized. I thought it was going to be a really, really close game, a really tight one as well. Uh, But the Broncos, they looked really unorganized. And I honestly think it's because Roosters, when they came out in the first half and they came out in the second half, they started off their halves really, really strong and really amped up the pressure on the Brisbane Broncos just with their footy, with their defense and with their attack, the forwards. Jared Warrior Hargreaves and Matt Lodge is probably the most mongrel forward pack I've ever heard of in my life. Jared and Matt Lodge. That is hectic. But Nat Butcher as well, he scored two tries. But on the back of that as well, he had 40 tackles. Something like 40 to 50 tackles I think he made between that range. He was solid. And I don't think he missed a tackle. If I go back here to the stats, if I'm looking at Nat Butcher, 
40 tackles. He only missed three. 40 tackles, though. I tell you what, the Roosters' defense was so good that James Tedesco actually did not make a tackle the whole night. According to the stats, James Tedesco didn't make a tackle the whole night. It could be wrong, but if it's right, that means that the Roosters' defense is so good. No one was getting through that wall. I mean, they did a few times, obviously, with the 16 points they did get, but I thought the Roosters' defense was just so solid, so good. We talk about these forwards. They all ran collectively for over 140 meters. Uh, Jared Warrior Hargreaves, 145. Matt Lodge, 147. Angus Crichton, 158. Uh, and then Victor Adley, 130. Exception to the rule there. Uh, Nat Butcher, too busy defending with only 55 meters. But it was a solid effort from all of these guys. A solid effort, especially for Nat Butcher and Angus Crichton, who played the whole 80 minutes. So really, really solid performances from the Sydney Roosters. Connor Watson, he's really proving to be one of the best 14s in the game. You could have honestly made an argument at the start of the season that Dylan Walker was the number one 14 in this competition, or even Kurt Mann when he was playing 14 was the number one, but Connor Watson, he's really proven us all wrong. The impact he's having off the bench, it is absolutely phenomenal. In this game as well, he played 62 minutes, 113 metres, 66 post contact, three tackle busts, two offloads, 39 tackles, four missed. That is a solid knock for Connor Watson. Playing in that lock forward roaming sort of role, he has been electric there and he just creates something out of nothing sometimes. The things that he does with the football in his hands, one of the most dangerous 14s, if not the most dangerous 14 in the comp. The first try was a highlight for me. Now we talk about awesome plays from James Tedesco over the past few weeks. That effortless tap on for Paul Monorowski to go over for a try, the first try that game was just sensational. In the first five minutes of the game, when the team's on the front foot, they're pretty much 10 metres out from their try line. That ball had every single chance of going out, and he managed to keep it in the field of play, take it directly, directly to Paul Monorowski for that try. It was a solid, solid try assist from James Tedesco. That was unbelievable how he managed to get that tap on to Paul Monorowski for that try. Like Nat Butcher's first try, that kick from Sam Walker, he gets his body in such a weird position as well. He almost moves his hips in the opposite direction to his chest. Like he almost cuts his body in half, gets his legs out to the side, puts that chip over the top. Really solid kick as well and well-weighted for Nat Butcher. Nat Butcher, that put down was sensational. The fact that he got to that ball and still managed to get the try, I honestly thought he forced that dead, but that was a sensational play. It was some sensational plays from the Sydney Roosters in that game and an awesome win for them, giving them a lot of confidence going into next week as well. They come up against the Cowboys, a very strong Cowboys outfit, mind you. So I'm very excited to see how that one goes. Either team could win and I'm really excited to see who brings it in this one. It's Roosters at home at the Sydney Cricket Ground. It's going to be an awesome contest. Probably going to make my way to that game as well on that Saturday at the Sydney Cricket Ground. It's going to be unreal. Can't wait for it. It's going to be a really tight contest and it's really going to see if the Sydney Roosters are up for this finals run. Now the next game was the Melbourne Storm v the Gold Coast Titans. Now although it was a good win from the Melbourne Storm, I feel like they're still not back to their best football now. And this is not to be a Debbie Downer or anything, 
But although Cameron Munster stood up, had a massive game for the Melbourne Storm, I still think that there's some improvement that needs to happen. I think Cooper Johns is going to be playing in the seven jersey, considering that Jerome Hughes is out. We could see Cameron Munster move back into the halves. Although he was sensational at fullback, I think they are going to need him in the halves, especially since Jerome Hughes is out for the next one to two weeks with that shoulder injury. And the timing of this isn't good at all. On Thursday, they come up against Penrith. I think that's going to be a really, really tight contest for them. If Cameron Munster does play fullback, we could see Cooper Johns in the seven, as I said before. That could see a guy like Jonah Pezzett debut, maybe, or Tyron Wishart moving into that sixth role. Maybe even Tyron Wishart playing fullback with uh, Cameron Munster playing in the sixth jersey. I think that second option is most likely. He's trusted in the sixth jersey, Cameron Munster. The only thing that's stopping me from keeping him at fullback is the fact that Jerome Hughes is out. When Jerome Hughes gets back, I think he'll move to fullback. And then Cooper Johns will play in the 5'8 jersey. And he was phenomenal for the Melbourne Storm the other night. He was awesome for the Melbourne Storm. He really stood up, had a massive game. And it's put him in really good stead over the next few weeks. He's definitely going to be in the side somewhere. We'll have to see what happens on Tuesday. Whether Cameron Munster stays at fullback or moves back into the 6 jersey. But regardless, I think that was one of the best games I've seen Cameron Munster play this year. He was just phenomenal. He's definitely the performance of the week. He's definitely my performance of the week. If I'm picking a performance of the week, he is definitely there for me. He was outstanding. He ran for 252 meters, scored three tries, 97 post-contact meters, nine tackle busts, two line breaks, a line break assist, two offloads. Massive game with 41 kicking meters as well for Cameron Munster. Cooper Johns as well, three try assists, really solid effort from him. As I said, I'd be keeping him in this side somewhere, whether it's at seven, whether it's at six, wherever it is, I'm keeping him in this side 100%, especially while Jerome Hughes is out of the side for the next one to two weeks. David Nofaluma as well. He was dangerous every time he got the ball. Every time he got the ball, 192 meters, 57 post contact meters, four tackle busts, and one offload. He was so close to getting a try as well. He was literally inches from getting a try. Inches. So Davey Nofaluma, definitely going to be a star for this Melbourne Storm side. Uh, Xavier Coates, potentially injured again. He did his knee. I think he'll be all right for next week. I don't know if he aggravated it or something, but he was grabbing at his knee at one stage in that game. So hopefully he's not spending too much time on the sidelines. It'd be a really, really big loss having him out again for an extended period. It's already a big enough loss having Jerome Hughes out of his side. The kicking game that he possesses, he's been in some top-notch form over the past few weeks. But look, regardless of all of that, the Melbourne Storm had a really strong performance here. The back's were sensational. That back line of Cameron Munster, Nofaluma, Marion Seve, Young, Tonal Mopia, and Xavier Coates, they were sensational the other night. And then the forwards as well, Kenny Bromwich in particular, I thought him on the edge was quite good for the Melbourne Storm as well. 134 metres, a try, 45 post contact, two tackle busts, two line breaks, an offload, 25 tackles. Pretty solid effort there from Kenny Bromwich. I thought he was quite impressive. I told you it's the week of the back rowers. I said it during the previews. 
It is the week of the back rowers. It was the week of the back rowers. A lot of back rowers going over that I thought would go over. Nat Butcher, Kenny Bromwich. I mean, the list goes on and on. The list goes on and on. We don't brag here at Big Lezzers League. We're just rip and tear. That's what we do. We just sit here. We rip and tear. We crunch the numbers. We get the results. We get the results here at Big Lezzers League. Seven out of eight in the tipping. Getting a few anytime try scorers. That's just what we do here at Big Lezzers League. We rip and tear. We get shit done. That's what we do. But anyway, Melbourne in trouble over the next few weeks with Jerome Hughes out of the side. Titans, I thought, were quite impressive. I thought that they didn't back down at any stage in that game. I thought that they were in Melbourne's face at some points of that game. I thought Aaron Booth at dummy half. I thought he was sensational. I thought that he had some really tough carries before he came off. Obviously, with that ACL, MCL, and PCL injury. That is hectic. He broke his leg and then did all that shit. It is just a hectic go there for Aaron Booth. And I do wish him the best of recovery and hope that he gets well soon. It's a long recovery process for those types of injuries. So I do wish him all the best with that one. And I can't wait to see him back in this side soon because I really do think that he is their number one hooker. He was sensational the other night. For that 13 minutes he played or so, I thought he really did have an impact in this side. So really spewing that he is out for approximately a year with these side of injuries could be longer, but I do wish him all the best with his recovery there. It was a really tough forward performance for Tino Vasulamala Aoi, 185 meters, 77 post contact, eight tackle bus, 23 tackles. Pretty solid effort there from Tino Vasulamala Aoi. Really solid hit out. What about Sam McIntyre, the big number nine? Probably the biggest number nine I've ever seen. Comes on to play dummy half in that 18 jersey. Probably one of the biggest, staunchiest number nines I've ever seen. A number nine in a front rower's body. That was pretty unusual. I thought that Aaron Clark would have moved into that number nine role, but Sam McIntyre playing there for most of the game. Aaron Clark did move back in there at some stage, but Sam McIntyre was playing nine for a little bit of that game, and it was quite funny, to be honest. To be quite frank, it was quite funny. Uh, I've never seen a front rower getting in dummy half and throwing a perfect spiral ball, so one in a million there, but a really solid game from the Titans. I thought it wasn't a bad game from them. I thought it was a really season-defining game for them, and I thought they played quite well. But Melbourne, they were just on top in this one. There's just no other way of putting it. Now, the next game was Manly v. the Parramatta Reels. A really solid game, this one. A really big win for the Parramatta Reels without Mitchell Moses as well. I thought that they played really well, Jacob Arthur especially, coming into this side with the shit that he's copped over the past few weeks coming off the bench and having some pretty decent games, now playing seven, starting seven for Mitch Moses, some pretty big shoes to fill and does a really good job. And then Dylan Brown as well, Take a bow. 179 meters, 30 post contact, three tackle busts, a line break, 39 tackles, and only two missed. Dylan Brown had the top 5-8 performance this week, for sure, no doubt whatsoever. In my mind, he was the best 5-8 this weekend. Solid performance from Dylan Brown, stepping up in the absence of Mitch Moses, just as Jacob Arthur did. Both of those guys having some pretty solid games. And then Wonga Blake. What about the Wonga Blake try? That was incredible. I didn't even know that that was humanely possible. I didn't know it was possible 
to get that sort of airtime, to only just score a try in that fashion, that was phenomenal. If you haven't seen the photo, it's on my Instagram, but Jesus Christ, what about that voice crack? Anyway, that try was unbelievable. That try was probably the best try of the week. It was probably the best try of the year. You add that with the performance of the two front rowers, Regan Campbell-Gillard, 203 metres, 88 post contact, two tackle busts, 18 tackles, zero missed, and Junior Paolo with 173 metres, 65 post contact, three tackle busts, 14 tackles, only one missed, and an offload as well. Ryan Madison in the 13 jersey, 182 meters, 74 post contact, two tackle breaks, 19 tackles, zero missed. Isaiah Papali'i, 136 meters, 54 post contact, two tackle busts, 34 tackles, zero missed. Sean Lane, 189 meters, 80 post contact, six tackle busts, 24 tackles with only one missed. Reid Marnie as well, 34 tackles, only three missed. Solid defensive effort from these guys. Massive effort in an away game as well with your star out. It was an awesome performance from the Parramatta Reels. Manly still putting on a pretty strong performance, but it was just not enough for the Parramatta Reels, and the performance they had was sensational. The back line for Manly, they were absolute meter eaters. Absolute meter eaters. Ruben Garrick, 243 meters. Jason Saab, 264 meters. And then Morgan Harper, 226 meters. Meter eaters. Cowler, 109 meters. Christian Tuipoloto, 185 meters. I mean, that whole back line running for over 150 meters, running more than 170 meters, most of them. Really solid effort from that Manly back line. Kieran Foran as well. I thought he had some really nice touches, some really nice kicks as well. I think his kicking game has really improved. So Manly not having a bad performance by any stretch, but Parramatta, they were just on point. Even King Gutho out the back, three try assists and a try. 207 meters, 37 post contact meters, one tackle break, two line breaks, one line break assist, one offload. Really solid performance there from Clint Gutherson. I'll tell you what, not only was it the week of the back rowers, it was the week of the fullbacks as well. Pretty much every single fullback putting in some pretty awesome performances. It was really hard to pick the fullback of the week, but I had to go with Cameron Munster. As I said before, we talked about his performance in that Melbourne game, uh, but even guys like Clint Gutherson putting in some really big performances. It was really, really hard to pick, really hard to pick, but solid game from the Parramatta Reels and a great win away from home. Their next game is the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It's going to be a bit of a test for them. South Sydney, I think, are going to bring it in this game. Really confident after the week that was with the New Zealand Warriors. We'll talk about that in a second, but I think it's going to be a really tough game as well. Parramatta v South Sydney. Now, speaking of South Sydney, what a performance it was up against the New Zealand Warriors this weekend. Really solid game of football. The try scorers, Lockie Ilias, Damian Cook, Tavita Tatola, Keon Kaloa Matangi, Latrell Mitchell getting a double, Alex Johnston and Isaac Thompson in this game. Eight tries in total and then two tries for the New Zealand Warriors being Edward Cozzi and Sean Johnson. Eight out of eight goals kicked here for Latrell Mitchell and then one over two uh, for Sean Johnson in this game. It was another Latrell Mitchell masterclass in this one. He is just an absolute weapon, an absolute freak. 66 metres, 10 post contact, three tackle busts, two line breaks, two line break assists, three 
three offloads, and then two try assists along with two tries in this game. Really awesome performance. He was in everything, in everything, Latrell Mitchell. And he was just the pinnacle in this game, the pinnacle for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. If he's injury-free or suspension-free during this final series, the Rabbitohs are seriously going to be premiership threats. They're seriously going to come into this final series really pumping. We didn't expect them to go into the grand final last year. They could do it again. They could honestly do it again and shock everyone. They've really got a confident and fast-moving side that could definitely aim up against teams like the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm and the Cronulla Sharks over the next few weeks. Don't forget, South Sydney only lost Cronulla by one point. They've beaten the Warriors here 48-10. to What a scoreline that is. And I can't wait for the next few weeks for South Sydney because they're going to come out firing during this final series. But as for this game go, Damian Cook was firing. Latrell Mitchell obviously firing. Cody Walker. When Latrell Mitchell's playing good, Cody Walker's playing good. How do we know? Cody Walker, 122 meters, 11 post contact, two tackle busts, a line break, two line break assists, 12 tackles, four missed, 131 kicking meters in this game. Pretty solid effort there from Cody Walker. Lockie Ilias as well, a try, a try assist, 113 meters. 10 post contact, two tackle breaks, a line break, and 171 kicking meters. So really sharing the load there, Cody Walker and Lockie Ilias in terms of the kicking. Isaac Thompson scoring plenty of tries in reserve grade and then getting his first try in the NRL on the weekend. 175 meters, 35 post contact, four tackle busts, and two line breaks. A solid performance from him in this one in his NRL debut. I can see him being in the side this weekend. But South Sydney as a whole, as a collective, they were just on point and a really, really solid win. I know it's against the New Zealand Warriors. It doesn't really mean too much, but a solid win for South Sydney, as I said before. When we're talking about the Parramatta Reels, South Sydney fresh off a win against the New Zealand Warriors. They're going to be a tough side to beat come next week. South Sydney v Parramatta, it's going to be a really, really tough game. Now, one guy that doesn't get too much credit in this side is Jai Arrow. His defense over the past few weeks has been phenomenal. He's a really solid defensive back rower. 36 tackles in this one. Really solid effort there from Jai Arrow. Keon Kaloa-Matangi getting a try in this one as well. But as I said, a really solid all-round performance from the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and they're going to be taking a lot of confidence from this game going into the next one. The next game was the Raiders v. the Penrith Panthers. 26-6 was the final scoreline. Panthers pretty much putting on a show up against the Canberra Raiders, scoring four tries in this one with a penalty goal from Stephen Crichton. Dylan Edwards in his 100th game. I thought he was fantastic pretty much everywhere on the park. 191 metres as well. Really darting across the park and a sensational performance in his 100th game. Sean O'Sullivan and Jermaine Salmon, not a bad halves pairing at all. Isaiah Yo in the lock forward role for me was the pinnacle of the forward pack. He was the leader in this side and he really showed it. 162 metres, 61 post contact, two tackle busts, 40 tackles and zero missed in this game. 
Scotty Sorensen as well. So underrated. So underrated off the bench there. Scott Sorensen really opening up the game as well as he does every single week for the Penrith Panthers in this one and in weeks prior. He has been unbelievable. Scott Sorensen, super, super underrated. Stephen Crichton doing all the goal kicking, getting every single goal through the post and then scoring a try of his own as well. Solid game. Solid game from the Penrith Panthers. The Raiders, the thing that disappointed me the most was they were on the front foot in the first five minutes. Josh Papali'i scoring a try as well, and then it was pretty much all Penrith after that. It was really disappointing, and then to have Ricky Stewart come out and call one of the players a dog, like, what is up with that? That is extremely unprofessional in my opinion. I've all but respect for Ricky Stewart, but in that situation, I think it was super unprofessional. I think it was quite silly of him to say, especially in a press conference, when you've got millions of people watching you, millions of footy fans watching you and you say something like that you're putting a lot of pressure on this young guy an innocent young guy that made a little mistake by accidentally kicking Tom Starling when he was trying to get up to play the ball I can see him getting a bit of a suspension maybe a hefty fine as well I think it is so stupid and so unprofessional of Ricky Stewart to have said that it would have been almost appalling for the Canberra fans to have to sit down and listen to that to listen to their coach bagging other players he should be talking about his team and how they can improve going into the next game rather than talking about another player in such a surprisingly disrespectful way. I feel really sorry for Jermaine Salmon who had to listen to that, whose family had to listen to that. Look, we all make mistakes. This was one of Ricky Stewart's, but I think it's a pretty hefty mistake and I think he is going to have to pay a really heavy toll here, maybe a fine, maybe even a suspension. So really disappointing from Ricky Stewart. We all make mistakes. This was one of his, uh, but really disappointing and uh, it was just pretty much heartbreaking. Would have been heartbreaking for the fans as well to have to listen to that. He can't be saying things like that, not only because it's disrespectful, but you're in the public eye, you're being watched by thousands of people. I think it was just the wrong play there from Ricky Stewart, unfortunately, and he is going to have to pay the consequences for that. I do feel sorry for the Penrith Panthers as well, who have a terrific game that they played, and all the hype from that is being taken away by a mistake that the opposition coach had made. So, really unfortunate there, uh, but a great game from the Penrith Panthers in this one, getting a big win over the Canberra Raiders, and I can't wait to see what these two sides can bring next week as well. I think the Raiders will be hungry to get a win next weekend up against the Dragons. Now, speaking of the Dragons, the next game was the Cronulla Sharks v the Dragons. A close one. This one was 24 to 18 was the scoreline. I thought Nico Hines and Braden Trindle were sensational in this game. Very, very dangerous. A very close game, but I feel like these guys were a huge reason that the Cronulla Sharks won this game. Nico Hines, phenomenal yet again with 146 metres, 47 post contact, five tackle busts, a line break, an offload, 31 tackles, only one missed. Solid game there for Nico Hines, kicking for 300 metres as well. A really solid game for Wade Graham. I feel like he's really starting to get back into the groove of things. He's really starting to become the player he once was in the back row for Cronulla before those head injuries started creeping around. He's really starting to get back into some form. 40 tackles and zero missed. A huge effort defensively from Wade Graham there. Also ran for 76 metres, so pretty solid knock for him there. It was a solid knock from both teams, to be honest. A really solid game of footy and a really enjoyable one, but Cronulla just too strong. Just too strong. 
for the St. George Illawarra Dragons and Nico Hines having an absolute blinder. Kay Dykes as well, 96 metres, 35 post contact, two tackle busts. Really solid performance from here. I thought he was quite good. I could understand if they do keep him in that fullback jersey. I'd like to see Lockie Miller be more evident in this side. I think he will be with Connor Tracy injured. We might be able to see Kay Dykes move to the wing and maybe see Lockie Miller playing at fullback for the Cronulla Sharks. I'd really like to see that, especially with the debut that Lockie Miller had. And he is just such a talented player and I can't wait for him to really kick on in this competition. I honestly do think at the end of his contract, whenever his contract expires, he most likely won't be playing fullback due to Will Kennedy playing fullback. So I think he'll leave. I honestly think he'll leave. Dolphins, he would be an awesome pickup for them. So be really interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks. He's a really solid player, a really talented one as well. And I can't wait to see what happens with him over the next few years. I reckon he could really be a star player in this competition. And if I was the Cronulla Sharks, I'd be giving him a shot in that full back jersey over the next few weeks. And then you look at one of the best backline edges in the game at the moment. Ronaldo Molotalo and CSC for Talakai. Talakai running for 178 metres, 94 post contact. And Ronaldo Molotalo running for 184 metres and 56 post contact with three tackle busts in this game as well. Really solid performance from both of those guys. Really, really dangerous footballers and an epic edge for the Cronulla Sharks. A solid knock from Toby Rudolph as well, 157 metres in this game. Cam McInnes, the defensive bot, 34 tackles, 3 missed. Britton Nakora, 42 tackles, 2 missed. I mean, some solid defensive efforts in this game and a really strong game from the Cronulla Sharks to get the win against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I'm interested to see how the Cronulla Sharks go over the next few weeks. They've got the West Tigers, then Manly, Bulldogs and Knights to finish off their run home. So, I'll be interested to see how they go. They're going to be a real force in finals, the Cronulla Sharks. They're going to be definitely a top four side come finals time. And then we move on to yesterday's games, your Super Sunday games. The Bulldogs v the Cowboys. 28-14. A solid game of rugby league. The scoreline doesn't reflect how tough this game really was. The Bulldogs and the Cowboys going at it. I honestly do think that if the Bulldogs sneak into the top eight over the next few weeks. They are going to be a force. They are going to be hard to beat. Matt Burton's form has been phenomenal for them. Josh Adokar and Matt Burton really starting to link up well. Jake Avarillo playing some good footy at the moment. I mean, they are a well-oiled side. Tevita Pangai Jr. they've got in this side as well. Paul Vaughan, I thought, has had some pretty good weeks for the Bulldogs as well. No more barbecues, which is very good to see. But in all seriousness, the Bulldogs are looking really good at the moment. Really good. And to compete against a really red-hot Cowboys side, I thought was a really strong effort from them. This game was really entertaining. Scott Drinkwater really starting to get that form back, scoring two tries in this game. Really solid effort from him. Luciano Leilua getting his first try in Cowboys colors as well. Really solid performance from him as well, to be honest. Luciano Leilua finding his feet for the North Queensland 
Cowboys. I think he really fits into this side well, and we're really starting to see how talented he is in this side as well. I think Chad Townsend's been sensational. He scored a try in this game, but over the past few weeks, he's been setting them up left, right, and center, and he's really kept this side calm and composed as well. He's sort of had the Adam Reynolds effect on this side where he's calmed them down in the big moments, and his kicking game has been first class as well. Ruben Cotter's back, baby. Ruben Cotter is back. 182 meters, 82 post-contact meters, 24 tackles, and zero missed. He is well and truly back. I can definitely see him in the starting lineup come next week. I'm going to say this now. I'm going to make my prediction now. I think the Cowboys are going to be in the grand final with the Penrith Panthers. I reckon it's going to be Penrith and Cowboys. Next up would be Penrith and Roosters, but I do think it will be probably Penrith and Cowboys in the grand final facing off. I think Melbourne will actually drop out in the first or second week of finals, depending on how they go over the next four weeks. But I think the Cowboys will be in the grand final. Melbourne will drop out. I mean, look how stacked this Cowboys lineup is. Drinkwater, Hamaso Tabiwafado, Valentine Holmes, Peter Hiku, Murray Taolungi in the back line, Dearden and Townsend in the halves, Robson and Cohen Hess, Tom Gilbert, Jeremiah Nanai, Jason Tamalolo, Jake Granville, Ruben Cotter, Luciano Leilua, and then Griffin Neem as well. Solid, solid team, and it's definitely a premiership winning team. I think the Cowboys will come up against the Penrith Panthers. I think Penrith will win, but I think that it's going to be a really tough contest between these two sides. But before I have a yarn about the Cowboys, I talk about the Penrith Panthers. Matt Burton, sensational performance. We talk about the form that he's been in over the past few weeks. It was really a solid performance from him. His kicking game has been sensational. He kicked for 429 metres in this game. A solid effort from him, Matt Burton. Josh Jackson as well. I feel like he's super underrated. 42 tackles for the veteran. Despite the scoreline, this one was an absolute grudge match. And I'm really, really impressed with how the Bulldogs have been going over the past few weeks. The Cowboys, though, I think they're a real premiership threat. And it was a sensational game from them in this one. Scott Drinkwater, Valentine Holmes, Murray Taolonghi, Ruben Cotter just coming back into the side as well. Jason Taumalolo, Reese Robson, Chad Townsend, Tom Dearden. What a side. I can't wait to see how they go over the next few weeks. And then the last game of the round being the West Tigers and the Newcastle Knights. I tipped Newcastle as an underdog and they got the win here against the West Tigers only just 14 to 10. 14 to 10 in this game. Milford, Anthony Milford really starting to fit into this side. It's going to be a real shame when he does exit at the end of this year to go to the Dolphins. I think he really should have stayed. I think he really should have stayed in this side. He would have been welcome. He would have been a guaranteed starter as well in the sixth jersey. I think it's a real shame that he is leaving Newcastle at the end of this year. A real positive for the Newcastle Knights is that they're getting Bevan French reportedly. Uh, We haven't seen his face in the NRL in a while, and I think he'll be a really solid addition to that side. I don't think he'll be playing fullback. I think he'll realistically be playing in the six. I think he has been playing a little bit of six as well in the Super League at the moment. I think he'll be, as I said, a really strong addition to this side, and a lot of X Factor comes with Bevan French, so can't wait. Also, Bevan French starting to get into his peak as well. So it's going to be a really exciting sighting if it does go ahead. And I think it'll be a great little swap for Anthony Milford, who, as I said, will be going off to the Dolphins at the end of this season. I'm hoping for Newcastle's sake that next season, Kalen Ponga 
has a really good injury run. I hope that he doesn't get any injuries next season. And I think the whole of Newcastle are praying for the same thing. But let's focus on this game. Tex Hoy, 177 metres, 39 post contact for tackle bus. Really solid game from Tex Hoy. In this one, a really big improvement. That try he scored where he just busted through a few tackles and got the ball down. It was solid. Anari Chuwala as well on the wing. I thought he had a really strong performance in this one. One of the best wingers this weekend with two tries and 152 metres. But the real highlight of this game, as I said, was Anthony Milford. The kicking game and the organisation he actually brings to this side as well as the X Factor was really good to see. Jake Clifford as well putting in a really strong game for the Newcastle Knights in his return. I can see him definitely keeping that spot going into next week. A really, really strong performance from the Newcastle Knights. They come up against the Broncos, which will be a real test for them. But if they play anywhere near how they played on Sunday, I think they're going to be a real force and a real test for the Brisbane Broncos. So really strong performance from Newcastle. I think the West Tigers just struggled to keep up, just struggled to hang on. I think that they played some pretty good football. They played quite decent. I think they just struggled to hold on at the end and the Newcastle Knights getting the better of them in this one. The likes of Tex Hoy, the likes of Anthony Milford, the likes of Jake Clifford, really taking a hold of this game. I just feel as though it was a bit too much for the West Tigers, especially missing Luke Brooks and Jackson Hastings. Jackson Hastings brought a lot to that West Tigers side and you saw the effect that it had on them when he was out of the side as well. Jackson Hastings is a massive loss for the rest of the season and so is Luke Brooks to be honest. The work that Luke Brooks puts in to that side it goes so unrecognised. He's such a good player Luke Brooks and it's really unfortunate that both of those guys are out. You really did see the effects of that in this game. Brett Naden that try he scored in this one was quite good and so was Asukapoa's try but I feel like the Newcastle Knights had a really strong performance which really overshadowed that. Dan Gagai as well 203 metres he was pretty much everywhere. Jaden Braley in defense as well. 47 tackles in this game. Really, really solid with only one missed. The Saifidi brothers running for over 100 meters as well. Really strong game from Newcastle. Really, really strong game. And it will put them in some good stead going into next week, giving them a bit of confidence as well. Uh, but as I said, you can really see the effects of having Jackson Hastings and Luke Brooks out for the season for the West Tigers. Really strong performance from Newcastle though. And I can't wait to see how they go next week. Let's talk some NRL fantasy. My final score was 878. Top point scorers this week, Cameron Munster with 93. Nico Hines with 89. I captained him and got 178 points. James Tedesco, 68. Dylan Edwards, 67. Then Isaiah Yo with 65 points this week in this fantasy side. Those were your top point scorers. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i as well, 53 points, which isn't too bad at all for him. Uh, really solid score. I'm pretty happy with that, especially since the trades that I've made, not having clear in this side as well. Uh, I've really had to move this side around. I had Xavier Savage, who was supposed to be playing this weekend, out. Uh, so I had a player missing on the bench, Jake Granville. Not really ideal. He only got uh, five points in this game. Tyron Wishart uh, ended up getting some points as well. He got 27 points, obviously, since Xavier Savage is out and Wishart was in the reserves. I copped Wishart's points. But a really solid week for NRL Fantasy and a really solid round of Rugby League round 21. I can't wait for this week.
れ。